WBCRFM, Loudonville, Albany. Proudly owned and operated by Siena College, a Franciscan institution. 88.3 Welcome to the Saints and Alumni Show right here on WBCR 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017 from the Alumni Engagement Office, sitting down with Ryan Oliver from the class of 16, basketball operations video assistant for the San Antonio Spurs and former standout Siena basketball player. We're talking about his Siena experience and how his passion for Siena uh, and basketball has only grown since his time as a Saint. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on WBCR 88.3 The Saint. Your Siena College Connection, 88.3 The Saint. Welcome back to the Saints and Alumni Show right here on WBCR 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017 from the Alumni Engagement Office. And this week I am joined by Ryan Oliver, class of 2016 basketball operations video assistant for the NBA San Antonio Spurs and a former standout basketball player for the Siena Saints. Today we're talking about Ryan's Siena experience and how his passion for basketball has only grown since his time at Siena. A reminder to everyone listening today that you can listen to the Saints and Alumni Show podcast, which is a bi-weekly show highlighting the Siena community on WBCR 88 through the Saint, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, and subscribe to the Siena Alumni YouTube channel to check out the complete selection of shows. Ryan, I know it's crazy busy in the NBA this time of year. We snagged you before the All-Star break, so we thank you for taking the time uh, to talk to the Siena community. And officially, welcome to the show your first time. How are things going in Texas? Brandon, thanks so much for having me on. I definitely appreciate it. And everything's been awesome. I'm having a great time here in San Antonio, Texas, enjoying this experience and really just learning a lot on a day-to-day. And I can't, I can't complain at all. A little cold, not yet Albany cold, but a little <laughs> cold, but I'm a happy man over here. Yeah, we had talked a little bit in the planning call. You know, it was negative 35 up here just a few days ago uh, in, in Albany and, and, you know, 50s and 60s in San Antonio. So <laughs> I was joking that, you know, hopefully the men's and women's team, they, they win the tournament and uh, and we make a first round matchup down in Texas. Um, that, and that with that be awesome. said, you know, middle of basketball season, both the men's and the women's team have given up for Atlantic City. Um, and before we get into the highlights of when you played for the men's basketball team, you know, I want to take the clocks back a little bit. You know, we usually start the show out, you know, senior year of high school and then going into freshman year of college. But I want to begin on a little bit of a lighter note. Uh, maybe some of the fans are, are not digging up all the information like I did last night, um, that you were an actor in commercials growing up. And a lot of Siena fans, they know you for big time moments down at the Times Union Center, now the MVP arena. But what was acting like growing up? And did any of that skill set transition into the game down in big time moments in basketball? It definitely did. So growing up in Los Angeles, you know, the whole Hollywood, the lights and everything. I was born into it. My older brother was actually um, an actor and he had a lot more success than I did. So growing up as a little brother, I wanted to be like big brother. So I hopped into the industry um, and, and actually I had a great time. I ended up booking like five or six commercials a couple of print ads. Um, so it was a great experience, but it really just taught me at a young age, at two years old, three years old, four years old, like I'm going to acting classes. I have an agent, like I'm putting in time to go to interviews and uh, and j- auditioning for shows and TV shows and commercials. So 
it really just showed me the business side of things very early. And it showed me that like what you do, you know, not when it's time to perform, what you do previously in your off time is only going to prepare you. And that translated perfect to basketball at Siena. Uh, you know, going in at night every night to the arc at the time, now the UHOI center, um, you know, getting shots up on my own or with my teammates, putting in extra hours in the dark because I know when the lights come on, you have to perform. So essentially that prepared me for those big moments. And I, I sure did enjoy those. You know, it seems like you've been on a podcast or two. You know, you're hinting at some of the things we're going to talk about throughout the show. <laughs> you, know, you made your way back to California. You know, you've talked about the business side a little bit. But I want to kind of kind of hone in now on, on the time that you played uh, in Massachusetts in prep school and why you made that transition from the West Coast to the East Coast to pursue your Division One dream. The high school that you were at and ultimately why you made that decision to play prep school basketball on the East Coast. Yeah, so I was in high school in Los Angeles um, on a really good team and program at Loyola High School, was enjoying it. And then um, going into my senior year, uh, where I was supposed to be kind of like the featured player, I tore my ACL. So I missed my entire senior year. So at that point, my recruiting uh, had kind of spiked a little bit. But once the injury happened, it kind of fell off completely. So I knew in order to chase my dream, um, I was going to have to do something outside of my comfort zone and move across country to go to prep school. Uh, my family and I did their homework on Northfield by Herman, and we kind of fell in love with the place. Luckily, I had two previous um, old AAU teammates who went there and had a wonderful experience and played Division One basketball. So I was able to kind of use them as, you know, to answer all my questions because I had a ton of questions. <laughs> I had a ton of questions about living in the middle of nowhere, but it was uh, it was a great experience. But got was able to go to prep school and truly just love my experience there. Um, you know, just being able to be away from home, grow as a man, grow as a student, and obviously grow as a basketball player. And, you know, anytime you're in Massachusetts, you know, Albany's a two hour ride away. So I was able to be noticed and, and stuff by the staff at the time. And it kind of, it just went from there. And, you know, so somebody like me, you know, I, I, I'm calling colleges left and right on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a saint. Uh, but for you as a division one prospect, uh, it's a little bit of a different process, I would think, uh, for that college decision-making process. And you alluded to it a little bit. You had some uh, connections with people already playing Division One basketball. Mm -hmm. What's kind of that recruiting process like for you? And why ultimately did you decide to play at Siena College? Yeah, so the recruiting process is always fun um, because it's kind of like, uh, you know, all these colleges are reaching out. You're kind of like learning each school, each coach. So it's a really cool process. But definitely towards the end of it, it kind of gets a little... Um, you know, except after a while, you're just like, I just want to know where I'm going. But for me, um, being in that atmosphere of the prep school scene, because the basketball is so competitive, like you have to perform every time you're on the court. And essentially, I always compare to people, or I always tell people in California, if you drive six hours, you're still in California. You may pass maybe eight Division One schools. If you go in Massachusetts and drive six hours, you probably hit seven states. You know, like if you hit you hit 10 big cities and you probably crossed over, you know, 100 Division One schools. So yeah, let alone six there, different conferences. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> so the access there was just times three times four. And I really enjoyed it because it was easy for coaches to come see you practice, come see you open gym, come see you at games. So the access just became easier. And then in California, if your East Coast school is recruiting you, they have to fly out, plan a whole week. You lose time in the air, time zone. But here on the East Coast, they could hop in the car after practice and come watch you out. So I think it was just more eyes on me. And Sienna, I kind of did my research on Sienna as well, um, kind of like you. Um, I knew they were interested. And so for me, I, the important things for me was I wanted 
obviously a great business school with my marketing degree that I got from Siena. Um, I wanted a small school. I didn't want to get lost and become a number. I just wanted to kind of like have a name and build relationships with, you know, with classmates and, and with professors. And the last piece was obviously the basketball component. I wanted to play a big time schedule. Um, I wanted to play in a big arena and, you know, Albany not having a professional sports team and Siena being the feature team in town. I loved it. I definitely loved it and enjoyed it. And those three things checked off. And then also uh, Tobin Anderson and Mitch Bonagero, those two were great during the recruiting process. Um, I really built a connection with those two. And yeah, it was an easy decision for me once that happened. Um, and also it didn't help that Jeff Walker, former Saint, um, he played for Siena back in the 90s. Um, he was my high school, he was my assistant coach in high school. That Siena connection played as well. So it was a lot of different factors that kind of pulled me in the way of the Saints, but it was ultimately the, you know, probably one of the best decisions I've made in my life. You know, that Siena connection runs so deep. You see it just with the general community in Siena, and it's even deeper within the athletic community and the teams mm -hmm. and the previous players and the previous coaches. Um, and sometimes those people help with the transition process as well. And you had played at a prep school that was pretty competitive, um, but then you jump into the Division One level. Uh, what was the transition like for you? And uh, was there any differences that you noticed right away when you stepped on campus? So the cool thing about the prep school is it really prepares you um, for college. So for me, just being on your own, being in the schedule, um, being on the campus and just kind of maneuvering in that process was the easy transition um, because I had done it previously the year before. Um, for me, the hardest transition still was the snow. <laughs> I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't used to being that cold in my life like you spoke on earlier. Um, I remember one week, it was I, I didn't see a positive number in the weather. It was all just negative, <laughs> negative, negative. I thought my phone was broken. Um, <laughs> so that part was a little hard, but on the court transition was just the same as any freshman. Um, the speed of the game, the physicality, and also just learning the plays, um, realizing like how much goes into college and scouting, um, the scouting package that we would have for each team every week. Um, those little small transitions. And then the last piece is just confidence. You know, like you're, your, your mind's running a hundred different places as a freshman and you're trying to just get on the court and just play basketball and have fun, but you worry about X, Y, and Z and this, but at the end of the day, it's just about being comfortable as soon as you can and having that confidence on the court because you're there for a reason, you know, like you're there for a reason. So you just have to go out and just play your game. But those are the kind of the, the little uh, things I had to kind of maneuver to be able to come real comfortable uh, in playing college basketball. And I remember my freshman year was your sophomore year of college, and it was my first look at college basketball at the Division One level, too. And it was quite the season. Uh, you know, you have returning talent like yourself, Brett Bisbang, Robert Poole, incoming talent like myself. Just kidding. We have Marquise Wright. We have Javion Ogiemi. We have Levon Long. Uh, you guys are playing programs like Purdue, Memphis, and Disney. And you're ultimately winning the CBI championship. So we've got about three minutes left in the first segment. So I kind of want to do big picture with you. Talk a little bit about some of the highlights of that season, winning the CBI championship, and then overall some of your favorite memories uh, as a Siena Saint, whether that's playing at Duke, any other trips, any other bonds that you created as your time as a, as a student athlete. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my favorite memories just as a player, um, it probably goes to the ones that weren't seen, just hanging out with those guys in the locker room, joking around after practice. Practice ended two hours ago, and we're still in there watching TV, playing video games, just talking and laughing. Um, and then just experiences on the road, like travel. We're, we're spending so much time together on the road. We're experiencing new things in new cities. Um, those things you, you can't put a price on. And those kind of conversations and memories in the locker room and, and late nights in the gym, 
Like I, I think about those the most because that's what occurred the most, but also just the excitement of the schedule, like Sienna giving us opportunity to play at Purdue, um, play down in Disney on Thanksgiving on ESPN two against Memphis. Um, you know, the national televised games, I have, you know, my family did come to many games. So anytime they could see me on TV, I was here for it. I was, I was happy, I was a happy camper. Um, and, and obviously playing that Duke Cameron indoor, you know, like it's, the, <laughs> it's Duke, it's coach K. They had just won a national championship the year before. Um, and that trip was just, oh, that trip was amazing. Uh, that experience. And it, it was cool. It was really cool. But one last thing before the, another great memory is, uh, just the Sienna fans travel. And I think that's not highlighted enough. Uh, they they have their buses, the charter buses, they get in their cars. We went out to Disney on Thanksgiving and we're like, ah, you know, most of us are first time away from family. And we come out and we just see all green and gold standing on their feet, cheering. And I was just like, there's no way they came out here for Thanksgiving. Like I was stunned as a sophomore, like, all right, Sienna family, Sienna fans, they really care. They really run deep. And they support you from wherever. So that's probably the one thing I miss is just seeing those familiar faces in the fans because they truly care for you. Um, they, they really do care about your whole experience and they're there to support you the whole time. And we had just taken a bus trip uh, to Manhattan and we brought down, you know, 50 people on one bus and then we had 70 people at an event. And then the CN Athletics brought down another 65 outside of the bus. So that team really does travel uh, and the community really cares about uh, the players. And also... The, the, the faculty, staff, and administration cares about the players. And I want to, you know, get into the second segment after this commercial break, talk a little bit about your relationship with Dr. Pepe, some of the advice that he gave you to prepare you for your professional path outside of Siena, and then highlight what you have done since your time at Siena. So we'll be right back here on WBCO, 883 Through the Saint. Stay with us. Hey, you found us. 88.3 The Saint. Welcome back to The Saints and Alumni Show right here on WBCO, 883 Through the Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017 from the Alumni Engagement Office, joined this week by Ryan Oliver, class of 2016, basketball operations and video assistant for the San Antonio Spurs and former standout Siena basketball player for the Saints. We just wrapped up Ryan's experience as a student athlete, but we do want to highlight Dr. Pepe briefly before we get into his professional path outside of Siena. Um, as a marketing major, you alluded to it in the very beginning of the, of the segment, in the first segment, about that's one of the reasons why you wanted to come to Siena. So can you talk a little bit about that path and the relationship that you had with Dr. Pepe? Absolutely. So for whatever reason, I was always into marketing and really did enjoy it um, kind of just on my own research and through high school. And when I got to Siena, um, first, you know, freshman year, I took a class with Dr. Pepe and my eyes were just open. I enjoyed every bit of it. I was going to office hours left and right. And through that connection as, as a first year, we built a really strong connection. Um, and then he ended up being my academic advisor um, and it was just a perfect connection. So I ended up taking every class I could with him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, you have opening. Hey, you have opening. Let me sign up. Uh, but just like having someone that I could build a relationship with over time and trust and really be able to talk to um, as a human being, but also as a student, as a professor, was like the best for me, the best opportunity for me. And we were able to talk about, you know, life and, you know, kid, his kids and just the relationships and being out in Albany and away from home. And it was just really genuine to have someone who cared for you um, on a personal level in the education department outside of just, you know, the basketball and, you know, in the athletic department. It was great to have a connection where I could go to someone and, and have that experience with. And he checked the box every single time. 
um, and just really developed me as a student, pushed me um, to become even better and better. And I am just so appreciative of his time, his efforts, and just kind of him taking time out of his day. Um, I joke with a couple of my friends now who went to different colleges and, I, and they're like, oh, yeah, I think about going to grad school. It's like, oh, you know, just ask for a recommendation letter from your favorite professor. And they're just like, they don't know who I am. Like, you know, they don't, They yeah. like, I was a number. And my mouth drops every single time. And I'm just like, I can't imagine that at all. Because at Siena, you're more than a number. They know you. They love on you. They keep in contact with you. Like, I was just chatting with him last month. And we're just, you know, just shooting jokes back and forth. So we really stayed in contact over the years. And he's been super great took an independent study with him as well. So I just have nothing but great things to say about him. And it, it really just shows who CN is because they, the people that they hire to be part of their their community. And it's not just like, oh, hey, it's the Sienna way, but it's these people really do buy into it. And it, it gives you a whole great experience. And we've had about three to five guests on just this year alone. Um, and they've been marketing majors and they have said, we need to talk about Dr. Pepe. And that relationship <laughs> that professors and friars and just community members have with the students is what makes Siena so unique and which makes people don't want to leave Siena. But that comes in time. You graduate <laughs> and you've got to go on to that next chapter in your life. Um, a lot of people don't want to go to grad school or don't want to go get their master's. Uh, but for student athletes, you know, they, oh, I, I got to keep playing. You know, I love this game. I want to continue to play professionally. And you had that opportunity over in Ireland. Can you talk a little bit about why you made that decision, how that opportunity even came about, and what that experience was like in Ireland to play professional basketball. Yes, I mean, anytime, you know, as a college athlete, you get a chance to play abroad and be able to just, you know, live in a different country and continue to play the sport you love, you have to hop on it. Um, so I was able to get a cool opportunity. Um, I actually did the Mac in a program, Sport Changes Life, to continue uh, and play abroad and with the Ulster Elks and, and Belfast. And it was just, an amazing experience from the start to the end. Um, I the people I met there, and one the transition was easy because everyone spoke English. I just had it just <laughs> took me about took me about six weeks to understand, um, you know, their accent. It was so thick, and I was like, "What? Say it again?" And, and, and the Guinness, uh, you got to enjoy the Guinness. Yes, and you enjoy the Guinness, and it. it but I love my time in Ireland. I always encourage any and everyone to go visit. But the the lifetime friends I made there like I was just invited back to one of my teammates wedding um, last July you know like just those back in Ireland I, back in Ireland correct love that and it was I actually had to say no because I had just accepted the job with the Spurs uh, so I, I had to unfortunately miss it but uh, but it was just the relationships I built there with with the coaches there with the players with the, uh, the other imports from America and other EU countries um, it was it was a great experience to to be abroad still be able to have not the huge transition because everyone spoke English everyone does they do drive on the other side of the road so that, they was, do. <laughs> that was an adjustment looking the other way when you cross the street yeah the uh, roundabouts too yes oh my goodness yes yes <laughs> so but it, it was an awesome experience and learning about their culture and their, you know their history and just you know opening my eyes to so much um I just really loved my time there and that kind of led me to stay there for year two and signed with a different club in, in, in Belfast as well with the Belfast Star and playing for a great owner and a great team. And, you know, we were, everyone, we were the feature team. We were like the Lakers of, of that team because everyone was jealous of how they treated the players, um, what kind of, what the perks came with, with us and the signing with that team. And we were always the feature team. People wanted to see us. So we always had a target on our back, but it was just so enjoyable. And I, I loved my experience from start to end. 
And, you know, previously on, on the show, we had Abby Huffman, who was a 22 grad, um, and she was a standout volleyball player for Siena. Um, and she went over to play just grad school volleyball over in Cambridge, mm-hmm. England, uh, but not professionally. Um, but I'm curious, and maybe the listeners are too today, uh, some of the differences that you saw from the state side in athletics to playing overseas in Europe um, that stood out to you, um, some of the good things that, or some of the different things that happened uh, in Ireland and in uh, Belfast. Yeah, so um, basketball-wise, it's very interesting because over there, they all play with the same basketball. So once you're past 12 and up, you're playing with the same basketball until you're, you're a pro. And you're playing with the same with a shot clock, and you're playing with the same three-point line. So here in America, shoot, in conference, in the MAC conference, you could play – well, now it's, it's the rock basketball. But if you play a non-conference schedule, you could play with an Under Armour ball, an Adidas ball, a Nike ball – uh, a Wilson, a rock, like you play with 12 different balls just before Christmas. And it's a small thing, but I think it makes a big difference because you're just not used to it. So over there in, in, in Ireland and overseas, you all play with the same basketball from a young age on. It's not like a business and it's not money tied into it. So that was a big difference. And then there in high school in America, you have a line. And then in college, you have a line. And then NBA, you have a line, a three-point line. These are three-point lines I'm talking about, right? You keep getting pushed back, back, back. <laughs> In in Ireland, from from the jump, you know, you're playing with those pro courts and you're playing those pro lines. And I think it just helps them transition easily because, one, they they go, you know, they go pro at 15, 16 years old. So they kind of have to. But I think their transition is just less because they they're open to that and they have that experience. So all they have to worry about now is just uh, the speed of the game and physicality versus now I'm worried about spacing. I'm worried about different calls. I'm worried about, you know, oh, defense three seconds are key. No defense three seconds are key. It's just little kind of things that you don't really think about. But those are, to me, the biggest differences that I'm just like, why don't we have one basketball in America? Is You know, like, <laughs> why? It makes you think a little bit. Yeah, why don't why do we have 15 different basketballs? Um, but it, that's just something kind of small that I noticed. But um, at the end of the day, if you're talented and you love the game and you have a great work ethic, work ethic, you know, you can accomplish anything. But those are just little things that I selfishly, I guess, want to see fixed. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you're in a position nowadays that, you know, can help with that. <laughs> and before we get into to the opposition nowadays with the San Antonio Spurs, uh, you've done a great job of staying connected with the Siena community. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm not positive if you're still doing the podcast, but I do want to bring it up briefly about the this <laughs> podcast you had with the previous teammate, Connor Fenlon, uh, the sideline stories, which was centered around Siena. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and how that helped you counter the community stay connected with one another? Absolutely. So uh, one thing about me is that I enjoyed uh, my, 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 my college experience at Siena thoroughly. Um, I, I ended up going and playing for two different coaches, um, Coach Bonagero and Coach Patsos, but still to this day, I still talk to the staff uh, from Bonagero, um, Tyler Sims, Tobin Anderson, Ben Davis. Uh, Craig Carter, Mitch Bonangaro. I stay in contact with all those guys and we have true, genuine relationships and they truly do care. Um, and, you know, recruiting, they're always like, oh, hey, it's not four years, it's for 40. But I, I really mean it because now I'm, you know, removed from Siena entirely um, on, on the other side of the coast and these guys are still in contact. And then fast forward to playing for Coach Patos, um, my relationship with him, um, Greg Manning, um, Gary Kelly. I just had breakfast with Gary Kelly in Memphis. He was a dobo when I was here. Um, you know, when we were down in Memphis last month um, and just and I'm missing somebody else, but just those relationships I've built with those coaches, um, even the athletic staff, um, Lori Ansel, who's now at, at St. Rose, my relationship with her and following St. Rose, um, the AD, John R. Darge, 
you know, I just had breakfast with him last month. He was down in San Antonio. You know, like those relationships. Yeah, he was at I, the conference. Yeah. Yep, he was down at the conference. So I enjoyed it fully. When they say they care, they really do care because I'm still in contact with those people. Uh, and I just enjoy reaching out to them, being part of it. Um, and the podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, it, it was great. It was a great run. It was during the height of COVID. We kind of ran with it and wanted to do something positive and, and light to, you know, the Sienna community. And, kind of give the great fans something to look forward to just hearing from former saints in a different way. And we did one season. Um, we actually would have kept going, but I had actually taken a new job at a division one school at the time. So I didn't want them to feel some type of way if I'm, you know, secretly supporting Sienna. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, where's our podcast? <laughs> but, uh, but working with Connor um, and it's crazy because Connor and I didn't play together, but just that alumni support, where, you know, we're a couple of years removed, but they're always coming back in the summertime. They're always reaching out to you on social media. So you're building these relationships with alumni who you've met, who you haven't met, and you feel comfortable talking to them, asking at them. And, you know, Connor and I have many conversations, but, you know, I just picked up the phone one day and was like, hey, I have this idea about starting this podcast. I want to send it around, you know, the Sienna basketball family. Are you interested? You know, are you interested to co-host with me? And didn't even think twice. He said, yes. I was like, wait, you know, let me <laughs> sleep on it. Let me know. Like, that's totally fine. No, the first episode like, today. <laughs> yeah. It was like, let's go. Let's hear. And we, we came up with a plan together. We worked well together. We had a full season and we truly enjoyed it. You know, I'm hearing from his former teammates. We're hearing from people in the media, um, the community, former coaches. Like, we just really enjoyed it at the highest level. And uh, stay tuned, Sienna family. We may have some <laughs> tricks up our sleeve. We may be back with some special episodes this summer. Uh, no promises, but fingers crossed, we may have some stuff up our sleeve. Um, and, and this has been just an unbelievable episode. I know our listeners don't want it to end, uh, but sadly, we only got about 90 seconds left. Uh, so I know I want to briefly get to your San Antonio Spurs and recap that in a minute as, as best as we can. Uh, you know, you're at UC Davis, video operations, and then you made your way to the San Antonio Spurs. So in 90 seconds, as best as you can, uh, talk about your role with San Antonio and what you enjoy most about that job. Absolutely. So real quick, um, my time at Davis was 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 awesome. I play, I worked for Coach Les, who played uh, seven seasons in the NBA. Um, so that was kind of my first introduction to the NBA. And he really helped develop me uh, as a person, uh, as, as a co-worker, and obviously just how to be excellent in my job and try for what my goal was, was to, which to be a part of the NBA. Um, and he helped me get that because um, he was able to uh, contact some people and make some calls and it all worked out great. And my time with the Spurs has been nothing short of amazing. I am uh, in the video room, the the old famous video room that you kind of hear about and all these coaches have kind of gone on from there. And and I'm learning every any and everything. I'm working with the great coaching staff, obviously the GOAT coach Pop, the great assistants under him, the player development coaches, and also the great players. Um, so essentially my role, I'm on court with the guys helping them in every way, guarding, playing, training, rebounding, passing. And then on the other side, the coaches, I'm helping them in every facet as well. Um, scouting reports, video projects, um, different analytics stuff, um, and just kind of just any way we can gain an advantage over our opponent. I'm helping in both departments. So my arms are fully extended in both <laughs> ways because I'm helping out so much. And it's But it's been an unbelievable experience. I mean, just learning, you know, to be a part of the NBA and obviously work for the greatest coach ever, Coach Pop, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. So if y'all are ever in San Antonio, make sure you reach out. I'll definitely take care of the Sienna family. And like rights to you, Ryan, I know you have all your ticket connections down in athletics. Anytime <laughs> you need a ticket to the game, call the alumni office. 
Uh, and we hope <laughs> first round matchup down in Texas summers that we can connect with you uh, and the Sienna basketball family. Thanks for having us today. Thanks for listening, Ryan. Thanks for sharing the story of your Sienna story. Um, and we hope to have you on the podcast again sometime soon. Uh, we'll see you next time, everyone, right here on WVCF, 88.2 The Saint.